1: What player on the Cowboys will make the first Pro Bowl of their career in 2022? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
2: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every locked day.
1: On. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day we want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms I am Marcus Mosier you can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier he is Landon McCool check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon it is the first day of OTAs for the Cowboys are you in the best shape of your life like everybody else.
0: Pulled a hammy getting out of bed this morning, so probably not. Um, you know, I, try- I've, I've,
1: I am at the point in my life where I'm old and like I just, if I sleep the wrong way, it just throws me off for the rest of the week. So I, yeah. just, I'm, I'm kind of washed. I got a good workout in
0: yesterday. Uh, uh, I, I tried to get on the field, but uh, they, they uh, immediately uh, tackled me and, and revoked my pass. So uh, not, not quite in best shape of my life uh, season for me. That's yeah. right.
1: We got lots of time before training camp. So uh, the right. Cowboys are starting OTAs on Tuesday. Uh, it's not, the media cannot be there. Uh, media will be uh, able to attend practice on Wednesday. So maybe we'll get some news and nuggets kind of leaking out of OTAs if that's the case. We will certainly talk about that. But today, as always, we're doing Twitter questions here on Tuesday. And Landon, let's start with this question that I really, really like. From at DC Draft, he wants to know, which player on the Cowboys will make the first Pro Bowl of their career in 2022?
0: Well, I like that question a lot. Um, I'm going to say Dalton Schultz. Uh, I, I think that you know he's had uh, kind of a season of, of breakout, I guess you would call it two years ago. Last year, I think he had a very successful season, in fact, better than several of the guys who actually were named to the Pro Bowl uh, last season. So I think the name is out there. He's gotten some exposure. Obviously, he plays for the Cowboys. Uh, this, you know, just kind of in Pro Bowl terms, yep. this is definitely his window to, to to make a Pro Bowl, I think, is a, a name that is more well-known. He's on the franchise tag. That'll get him some vis- visibility as well. Uh, I, I think that, that Dalton Schultz is a name that, that people should kind of pencil in.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. Now, he does have a little bit of an uphill battle with George Kittle and Kyle Pitts here sure. in the NFC, but I, I think this is a good one because I think he's going to get a bunch of targets this year. Um, and typically, the way the Pro Bowl works is you kind of make the Pro Bowl one year after your breakout exactly. season, right?
0: Exactly, right? yeah.
1: And he's had two pretty decent seasons, and if he has similar numbers or slightly better numbers than he had last year, I think he's going to get a lot of consideration. Plus... I mean, if the Cowboys are a good team this year, if they win 10, 11 games, and he catches a bunch of passes, yeah, I I, I think that's very realistic. I'm going to give yeah. you another. Go ahead. Yeah, finish yeah. up.
0: Well, I was just going to say, I mean, especially with Cooper gone, I think there's going to be more emphasis on him. So I just think that he'll get more exposure, and that usually means to more Pro Bowl
1: votes. I'm going to give you a, another one, and one that I, I actually think the Cowboys kind of need to have happen. Um, for me, it's Tony Pollard. A running back, Mm. a backup running back, Landon, because we've been talking about this all offseason. With Amari Cooper gone, with Cedric Wilson gone, with Michael Gallup likely to miss the first, let's say, month of the season, maybe the first six games, you've got to find a way to create big plays. And Tony Pollard, along with CeeDee Lamb, are the two most explosive players in this offense. There were just too many times last year where the Cowboys didn't get Pollard involved, and he still had 1,000 yards despite having, I think it was eight games last year with 10 or fewer touches. If he's somebody that all of a sudden is having, let's say, 1,400 yards from scrimmage, 1,500 yards from scrimmage, and he is helping the offense stay on balance, stay on track, and he's creating a bunch of explosive plays, I think that's that's a great sign for where the Cowboys as a team are headed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that if 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 he's able to kind of put together that sort of hybrid wide receiver running back season that uh, that could really help kind of just – add that extra element to the Cowboys offense that is there. But it's just, they don't avail themselves of very much. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. You know, I, I think we've talked about the, the, the trend of the Debo Samuel being the kind of the hot new thing. And we've also talked about the fact that we think that Pollard is probably the closest thing the Cowboys have to a Debo Samuel. So mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, you see that sort of ability uh, and it would be great if, if the Cowboys really avail themselves of it. And, and if they did, uh, I don't think it's unrealistic. Uh, you know, people know Pollard's name yeah. uh, because, again, he's he's probably the, one of the more well-known backup running backs in the league. Uh, so I think it, it's not outside of the realm of possibility if he has a big year that he can
1: make it to a Pro Bowl. And I, I, I just think there's ways the Cowboys can do this. For example, I you mentioned Debo Samuel, right? And I think that's a super high end comp, yeah, right? Like. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Probably pretty unrealistic. Christian McCaffrey, probably unrealistic. Alvin Kamara, probably, again, unrealistic. But could he have an Aaron Jones-type impact for the Cowboys, right? I'm looking at Aaron Jones's numbers the last two years. Um, in 2020, 248 touches, 1,500 yards, and 11 touchdowns. In 2021, 223 touches, 1,200 yards, 10 touchdowns. I think that kind of stuff is super realistic p- for Pollard, considering – he had a, a thousand yards last year on 160 touches. Like, just get him into that 220 to range. Have him have 1300, 1400 yards of offense and close to double-digit touchdowns. And we don't even need him to call, to call him the workhorse back. And if that's the case, I, again, I think the Cowboys' offense will be fine.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there's, you know, I think there's a lot of concern over what's going to happen with all those touches that Cooper's, you know, abandoning up or being left behind as as he gets traded. I think that there's plenty of players to give those touches to. It's just about increasing the touch load on some of these players like Pollard. So I certainly don't think that's outside the realm of possibility to kind of up his, his touches that much.
1: Anybody else uh, that we, we should mention here? Is anybody on defense? I, I was trying to think on the offensive line. It seems pretty unlikely, unless like Terrence Steele takes a massive step forward. That seems pretty unlikely. I would, I would assume, and it would have to be a defensive guy, yeah, maybe like the one of the names that I came
0: up with this was Oso Digizua. If if he sure. if he really had a breakout year this year, maybe he could. Uh, you know, same for Gallimore. I think both of those guys, we just don't really know what to expect from their play next year. We've we've heard good, we've seen good things at times, uh, and, and they're both on different tracks. Yeah, let's hear. It.
1: What about Jaron Curse? Kind of a similar yeah. thing from Dalton Schultz, right? He had the one year of really good production. If he can have another similar year. I thought I thought his year last year was worthy of being in the Pro Bowl, right? So if he has a similar year this season, there's not a ton of great safeties in the NFC. Why not? Well,
0: that's the question, right? Is Kirsch kind of will fall trapped to that being sort of a hybrid defender? So where does he get, you know, put in as a as a safety? Does he get put in as a linebacker? Uh, you know, that might that may cause some issues. But I think, you know, as far as where his play is, uh yeah, I think he's certainly deserving. I think you know the Pro Bowl just does not do well with these kind of, uh, you know, non-position defined players. You know, it's just yeah. it's just not made for that. So uh, sometimes guys like that can slip through the cracks. But I
1: certainly think he's deserving. Yeah, I, I, it's not hard to make the sa- to, to be a Pro Bowl safety. Antoine Winfield made it last year. I think Buda Baker was one of the safeties last year. Uh, Harrison Smith, who was pretty awful last year. Uh, He was the safety. So he's of the guys that we mentioned, he probably has the best shot. We'll see. All right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your auto parts store to stock up on all the parts that you need. But rock auto has everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
1: All right, Landon, next question from Chris. He wants to know, do you think Dak has a legitimate shot of being an MVP candidate this season?
0: I mean, I I think that if your team is playing well enough and you're a quarterback and you're of a certain ilk, then you, you have a shot. You know, I think uh, – I don't know that it's – I mean – what are we talking about percentage wise? What's a shot? Like, you know, 10%? Yeah. 5%? Sure. Like, I, I'm not like, I don't know that he's the betting favorite to be the MVP. Um, you know, and, and I think that you can also have an extremely good season, extremely uh, uh, a successful season and not be the MVP. So yeah. uh, I think, you know, MV, again, like a lot of this stuff, MVP, Pro Bowls, You know, there's a lot of politics in it. There's a lot of kind of you know uh, exposure to the national you know media and to the national fandom. The Cowboys obviously have that in spades, but there's a lot more to do with it than just like true success on the field necessarily. So it's kind of hard to kind of gamble and and kind of take take the shot here. I would say that he has about as good a chance as most quarterbacks, not named Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes you know
1: tom brady uh all right so let's, let's just run through it really quickly here's the odds via uh bet uh bet online Dak is currently at 20 to 1 uh other players with similar odds kyler murray at 18 to 1 matt stafford at 18 to 1 lamar jackson at 20 to 1 Derek uh derrick carr at 33 to 1 derrick henry at 33 to 1 jonathan taylor at 33 to 1 how do you like those odds
0: I mean, those are good. It's it's yeah, again, it's, it's it's a preseason. It's preseason. It's it's tough to kind of really guesstimate this at, at this point. But again, any starting quarterback that's on a team that's decent, I think, has some shot to make this the yeah. MVP. But pl- probably, you know, a uh, uh, order of magnitude less than, like I said, those guys that I mentioned previously, like Rodgers, Mahomes, and you know, Brady. And, I, and Herbert, I would imagine Herbert, Herbert would be yeah, a guy I, that. I,
1: I do want people to remember before Dak hurt his calf last year, he was in the conversation. Uh, his first six yeah. games of the season, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions, pass rating of 115. Like he was on pace to throw 45 touchdowns uh, that season. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that this year, but could he? If he gets the to 42 touchdowns and let's say 5,000 passing yards, which is pretty realistic. Yeah, why not? And if the Cowboys are a number one, a one seed, a two seed, I, I can certainly see it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 just about like the you know. I mean, you might as well be asking us like, how successful are the Cowboys going to be this season? It's like, well, there's there's certainly a a, a, a point on that spectrum of possibilities that that the Cowboys are good enough that Dak is in the conversation for an MVP season. It was it was happening at certain points of yep. the season last year.
1: Next question. This is a really good one from Goran. He wants to know if you had to pay one right now because we are entering year three for both of these players, who would you feel comfortable, more comfortable giving a long-term deal to, CD Lamb or Trevon Diggs?
0: Uh, I think CD Lamb. You know, I mean, for me, it's it's. I think with with the, the defensive backs, like,
1: it's cheaper them- to sign a defensive back that 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 much for sure.
0: I, I know but i also think you could just roll them in and out to a large degree it feels like it, it, in ways it's much like i mean the, the truth is that that's the same thing for the wide receivers as well but i don't. I, I don't know i think if you're making me choose between the two i'm probably choosing cd lamb i i kind of feel like we can go and get cornerbacks even easier than we can wide receivers in the draft but i think it's close honestly the, the,
1: Again, we're not taking away anything from either player here. The, the problem is, is cornerback production is just not as stable as wide yes. receiver production, right? Um, and I think even the case with like Diggs, who is very reliant on creating takeaways, which it's fantastic. I, I, I'm i of the one that I care more about takeaways than the yardage given up because I think that stuff could be really noisy. But if you let's say Diggs all of a sudden goes from 11 to interceptions to five interceptions, which is still be really good. good, like most corners would love to have five interceptions in a season, it's a pretty big drop off. And all of a sudden, his value just isn't there compared to CeeDee Lamb. I should also mention since CeeDee was drafted and he's been playing with a bunch of other good receivers and five different starting quarterbacks, he has the second most big plays in the NFL behind only Justin Jefferson. The second most that's pretty hard to to replace so i love both these guys i feel like dallas will probably be able to sign both of them but i would go with cd i think here
0: yeah i mean the good news is for as much complaining as we're doing about you know them not signing free agents you may not need to make this choice uh in the next yeah. two years so that's that's the positive is because of this they're trying to save that money to sign
1: both of these guys so we'll see yeah uh, all right. Next question from at cliff Tebow. He wants to know if Kelvin, Justin, jo- Joseph, Kelvin, Joseph, excuse me, uh situation gets cleared. Do you think he has a chance to start opposite of Trevon Diggs this year? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's, you know, the game plan
0: that, that if he continues to develop and get better, that he's going to take that starting job opposite of Diggs, And hopefully you kick Brown inside and now you've got a really nice, really nice trio of corners. Yep. So, uh, that certainly is the plan. Uh, I don't know if you know. Again, we don't know anything about what's going on with this uh, situation off the field or what the status of it is. Right, it's been very quiet since that since the whole thing got reported, and then uh, it was reported that there's been an arrest made. But that doesn't mean it's over. So uh, I, I think you know we'll obviously know more as training camp goes on and and, and as we hear more from the NFL. But there, uh, you know, putting that aside for a second, uh, it sounds like. Joseph has been very engaged in the off season. He's been a big part of the, of the off season workouts. Uh, he's a very talented player. So if, if he comes in and, and, and kind of lives up to the hype and lives up to what his uh, off season efforts have been, there's no reason that he couldn't come in and, and take that CB2 job from Brown and, and then, you know, kind of just knock everyone down one peg and make this cornerback group even better than it was last year.
1: And that's probably what the Cowboys are hoping for, right? Like yeah. I think if it's close, they're going to play Kelvin Joseph because I think they have a specific role that they can use Jordan Lewis in if they need to, right? If Anthony Brown comes and plays a slot, they can use Jordan Lewis to, to play a bunch of stuff. But I, I honestly think they're just going to rotate a lot of these guys. Like outside of digs, you're going to see a lot of rotation because we saw it even last year, right? Even when Anthony Brown was healthy, they were finding ways to get nation right on the field for, what would we say, a couple hundred snaps on defense, right? They were playing Jordan Lewis. They were playing Maurice Kennedy some, I think starter is a little bit overblown because I don't know. I just, I don't, they're going to figure out a way to find their best defensive backs and get them on the field when it matters the most.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When you've got depth, when you've got numbers there, why not? You know, there's not a huge drop off between your CB two and CB four. So let's get, let's get, let's keep them fresh and, and rotate them in series and have packages where you bring Lewis out in the field and take advantage of his skills. I, I all that let's let's yep. throw that all in there and take advantage of the fact that you have a, some depth in position
1: and there might even be packages where jordan lewis is playing like a safety yep. spot right where Absolutely. he's coming down and covering a running back or a, we'll see if kelvin joseph doesn't pan out or if something else happens that prohibits him from being on the field they'll be fine either way because they have depth but if he's really good I mean, the Cowboys' defense, the ceiling is just that much higher because then now you have two highly, highly athletic, long cornerbacks on the outside that can both uh, take the ball away. It's all upside here. Uh, I'm excited and, to see how it plays out in camp.
0: We talk about defensive regression all the time uh, and, and because it's, it's hard to maintain a high level of play on defense. That is often because teams have success on their defense and then try to just, uh, as they say, roll it back. Let's run it back right? and and just use the same the same group over uh, the same period of time and and hope for the same results. The difference here with the Cowboys that gives us hope that the regression may not be as hard or as bad is that they are they're not sitting on their laurels. They're getting younger and better. You know, they have more corners that are coming in. They've got, you know, Randy Gregory losing Randy Gregory isn't great. But you've got new younger younger blood that can potentially improve the situation. Maybe not immediately. Maybe there's learning learning uh, uh, growing pains early. Sure. But that's how you fight regression: is that you kind of you don't rest on your lawyer, laurels. You continue to try to inject uh, uh, talent onto your defense and not assume that the results that you got last year are going to be the results that you get this year.
1: Yeah, and we'll see if the Cowboys can have two, three, four players you know step up and take you know uh, just improve. I think the defense could be maybe even better than it was last year because there were weeks yeah. where they got a bunch of turnovers and then there were other weeks where if they didn't get a turnover, the defense might struggle a little bit to get stops. Uh, we'll see. should be a lot of fun to watch this defense, though, progress as the season goes along. Uh, but let's take one more quick break to tell you guys about Bilt Bar and Brownie Batter Puffs. I love brownies, but you know what I love more, brownie batter. We talked about this before in the podcast, but uh, my wife still – Let's me lick the spoon after she makes brownies for like birthdays or whatever. Uh, if you like brownie batter as much as I do, you are in luck because built has a new creation and this one is better than ever. The brownie batter puff. Yes, you heard me right. Uh, this puff is a protein bar that has 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, but only seven grams of sugar. Bill bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and the brownie powder batter puffs will have you completely forgetting that you are eating a protein bar Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Go right now before they run out because you know they're not going to last very long. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: Alright, next question. Uh, This one is a really good one from Evan. He wants to know, what does Tyron Smith's future look like to you? The Cowboys have already kind of talked about the selection of Tyler Smith to eventually replace... Uh, Tyron Smith, how much longer do you think he's going to be with the Cowboys?
0: I think it's hard to say. I mean, uh, he's got like what two years
1: left on that deal, or is he's got two years left of this deal in the deal and then a void year in twenty twenty four.
0: So, I would, I, I mean, I think this is a really pivotal year for Smith because you know he missed some time last year with the ankle situation. It wasn't the back. It wasn't like it, it didn't have anything to do with that the neck or the back situation that's been kind of the long-term struggle with his career um so I, I i'm interested to see exactly what we get from him this year like it is he you know we've heard whispers that he may be thinking about kind of ending his ending it sooner than later um but i i would be interested to see exactly his career, by the way
1: i should mention that his career not anything else for you guys that are morbid out there <laughs> oh no he's ending it all he's gonna he's
0: gonna <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the season he's just driving his, his car off into the ocean uh no i think he's ending, you know, potentially you know calling it a career i mean even though he's only like 31 years 32 years old maybe like uh he's he's been playing for 10 plus seasons i mean he's since he was a 20 year old so uh i, I think that it'll be interesting to see exactly how his body gets through this year. Because last year, the the time that he missed was because he rolled an ankle. It was an ankle sprain. uh, And that was really the issue. Now that he's had like a full off season without his neck back situation, how does that make him feel going Mm -hmm. into the season? How does he feel going throughout the season? Maybe uh, it's even, you know, more kind of rejuvenating this year being another year away from that kind of neck and back surgery. So I think this is a big year to find out exactly how long his career. I, I To answer your question, would I be shocked if he retired at the end of the season? No. Absolutely not. Would I be surprised if he got through the whole year, only missed a couple games with, with trivial injuries, and decided that he's going to roll out for the rest of, the, of his contract? I wouldn't be surprised by that either.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think two years is probably the max. I kind of don't see him signing another contract extension. Probably it feels probably like it's two years at the, the most – um, but we'll see. Maybe if he, if he gets through the season healthy and he's feeling really good and the next not giving him any problems, I wouldn't be shocked to see him sign like a one-year extension and maybe lower the cap number a little bit for the Cowboys and kind of play it year by year. Very similar to like what the, the Rams did with Andrew Whitworth, right? It's just,
2: let's,
1: let's, let's not make any decisions about after this year. Let's just wait to see how your body feels and we'll kind of revisit it every May or June. Like That's probably the way the Cowboys should go about this.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because
1: they're not going to replace him very easily. I know he's been banged up, but he's still really, really good when he's healthy. Uh, so just keep him as long as you can. All right, next question. Uh, and Again, really good questions today. Uh, this one from at Jones's Babysitter, who is a diehard listener of the show. He wants to know, are there any veterans that could be traded away if young players perform well in training camp and OTAs? I came with, up with a list. Uh, a couple of these guys we actually talked about yesterday – Terrell Basham, maybe. Carlos Watkins, maybe. Although I don't think either of those guys would get a lot on the trade market. Probably not more, probably not
0: what you would be worth to trade, right? Like, I mean, you could trade, like, get a conditional seventh, but is that worth more than having the insurance policy of having Terrell Basham as your fifth pass rusher? I don't think it is.
1: Uh, what about we mentioned this guy at the top, Jordan Lewis? What if Anthony Brown, or excuse me, what if Calvin Joseph looks really good in camp and you feel good about uh bland and you feel good about nation r- right and it's all of a sudden hey this team is willing to give you a conditional fifth round pick that turns into a fourth round pick based on snaps he's only he's got a cap hit of four million this year i i, I could see that if a team has an injury in the secondary yeah corner it seems to me to be the position that you to look at right like in just exactly
0: the scenario you just mentioned joseph uh, has a good training camp you feel positive about his uh his legal situation his off-field situation uh, you, you, you see uh, a more improvement from Nashon, right? And then suddenly you've just got more corners than you frankly can even get on the field. And and, and there's, there is obviously, like we talked about, there's no such thing as having too many good corners. But there is also like something to the idea of getting a, a draft pick and also some cap relief for a guy that, you know, suddenly may not... Uh, uh, you know, yeah. Jordan Lewis for $4 million when you need him to play, like, because you don't have... Uh, joseph for some reason or he's not joseph isn't as good as you need him to be or right isn't as good as you need to be that makes a lot of sense four million dollars for jordan lewis when you've got a nation Wright who's on the rise a joseph who's on the field you don't need to worry about it doesn't make as much financial sense so making a trade where you get draft picks and cap relief that does make a lot of sense if you have a scenario where your
1: young players are on the rise and he is one of the few players that i could see a team like chargers for example they're in a playoff window or a championship window right now. Asante Samuel Jr. goes down for the season. Yeah, let's hope that not it doesn't happen. And hey, we can flip a fourth round pick for a twenty-seven year old corner with a bunch of experience. Done. Sign us up or a fifth round pick that becomes X and X. You know, like that kind of stuff. I can see happening. The only other player that I, I see as a possibility is like Tyler Biotish, Maybe like if a team has an injury at center. And the Cowboys, maybe the Cowboys just like Alex Lindstrom more, right? Or maybe Matt Farniak just beats him out in camp and all of a sudden, hey, this, the Baltimore Ravens need a center or the New York Jets need a center. And this is a guy that's still in a rookie deal, two years left of control. Here's a fifth round pick for Tyler Biotish. I can see something like that.
0: Yeah. Or, uh, you know, someone trading for uh, for uh, Cooper Rush to be the starting quarterback. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I I do think, yeah, I, I think the spots that we mentioned are the ones, right? Like Because I think that Jordan Lewis is going to likely be a better option in season than whatever cornerback you're likely to find on the street. And yeah, I think he'd be to. significantly better to the point where a, a, dra- a conditional draft pick would be worth it, especially if you're in, like you mentioned, a, a championship
1: window, a win-now window. And we've seen teams like the Rams. They'll do this all the time. They, they'll rent a guy for a day three pick. Hey, they rented a guy for a, a second round pick last year for eight games and it ultimately ended up being worth it. So Jordan Lewis is not Von Miller, but the prices aren't going to be all that similar either. So it wouldn't shock me if we see something like that. All right, last question. Uh, do you see, this one from Sean, do you see any players that could have a position switch this year Uh, for example, Tyler Coyle to linebacker like we saw last year, maybe Isaac Taylor Stewart, the USC corner to safety. Anybody that you could see making a position switch this year for the Cowboys?
0: Well, I mean, there's a couple of guys who I think that are are flexible guys that you know maybe see more snaps at another position than what they're currently listed as. Like we talked about the potential for Marquise Ball, right? He's Mm -hmm. an undrafted free agent that came in. It sounds like the Cowboys, right? Bell. I always say ball. Uh uh it, you know, there was a contingency of of linebacker coaches that went out to go work him out because Quinn saw his tape and thought that he could potentially be, you know, like a nickel linebacker. So watch for that. I, we mentioned uh, Ryan Nall yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's a running back by trade, but I mean, he's a bigger guy. He's taken some fullback snaps. Look for him to potentially play some fullback there. I wouldn't be surprised to see. I mean, this isn't really a position switch. But I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Ferguson taking snaps in the backfield as a fullback. That's just whatever. Yeah, an H uh, back. Yeah, yeah. They kind of do that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, 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 you know, some of the guys that Curse they fall into this category a little bit because they're. It's just they're so
1: hard out. when you have a team that's as multiple as the Cowboys are, yeah. like with Dan Quinn, right? Because these guys just they play so many different positions and we're just kind of used to it by now right now if we're talking like rod marinelli time in Dallas when everybody had a clear-cut position that would, I mean, we probably would have more to talk about but yeah curse could be a free safety on one play and could be blitzing off the edge in the next play like it's just it's just like parsons it's positionless football is a thing now
0: guys yeah. so you know like and, and it's just like it, it these kind of and this is not picking on anyone but it's these kind of antiquated questions about starters and position flex it's like that's it's kind of the wrong framing of how yeah. they look at the situation now. They have they they like to get a collection of players who can do an assortment of different tasks that are good at assortment of different things, and then use those skills, uh, leverage those skills by different formations and personnel groupings, uh, getting deployed on the field, and then trying to accomplish it like a common goal.
1: Now somebody did ask like Connor using like actually using Connor Mcgovern as like a full time fullback, like actually just having him focus on that position. It's Probably not what they're going to do because he still has. I still think he's a better right guard than left guard, but maybe we just see more of it in training camp, right? Like they actually lean into it more. The, the dream died when the Mercer kid got picked, you know. Yeah, and uh, Jason yeah, Poe, that,
0: Jason Poe, that was our, our true guard to fullback convert that we have been hoping for, but unfortunately that didn't pass. You know, again, but you know what would be I funny just, though? If McGovern, like,
1: let's, let's say Farniak looks excellent. And can okay. right? And he, yeah. he wins the swing interior job, which he might even have a leg out on it now because he's got the ability to play center. But, and all of a sudden, like you're just not thinking of McGovern as a actual guard option. Why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, at that point, if he's still on the roster, you probably don't want to get rid of him because, I mean, he's a third round pick and it's going <laughs> to, you'll incur dead, dead money just and by playing him, right? So, And he's played. So you you don't really get rid of guys that have start, you know, the starting uh, uh, experience as an interior offensive lineman, even if he isn't necessarily your first guy off the bench now. So why not get some use out of him? Right. You'll use him on special teams for sure. He's already shown to be a good uh, fullback. Why not use him there just to kind of, again, squeezing all the juice out of that, just to make sure you're getting all your value out of these guys.
1: All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen The Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on all the same places. You guys know by now where to listen to Locked On Cowboys podcast. YouTube. You guys have been awesome over there. Check us out there. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher.
2: We'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.